Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast with your host, Scott Bisbee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a really good uh, special edition of uh, Ops Fitness Podcast with uh, former Navy SEAL, Stu Smith. Stu, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Scott, for having me on your show. No problem. I uh, I really appreciate it because you're the godfather uh, towards uh, fitness for uh, first responders. So thank oh, you. Oh well, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> uh, so tell me a little a, a bit about yourself. Uh, what made you become a Navy SEAL, and how long did you serve for? Well, um, you know, good question. Um, well, I knew I wanted to serve at some point. Um, so in high school, I started getting myself, you know, ready. You know, I played a lot of sports in high school and uh, was able to get into the Naval Academy here in uh, the United States, you know, in Annapolis. And um, from there, you know, you kind of have a, a four years to kind of figure out what you want to do. You know, I knew I wanted to serve. I just didn't know how I wanted to serve. Originally, I wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. You know, so you can be a pilot. You can go on submarines. You can be a Marine. You can, you know, be on ships. And then, uh, you know, there was, um, you know, a couple of Navy SEALs that were stationed there. And I got to know those guys and do their workouts with them. And, you know, realized that I was not anywhere near SEAL shape. So that seemed like a, a fun challenge at first. And then... You know, it really started to become a passion and, you know, a source of motivation for me to go train all the time. And, um, you know, then I found some buddies that also did it and wanted to do it. And, you know, it just kind of grew to, um, you know, this is something I want to do. And uh, I was able, I was luckily fortunate enough after graduating the Naval Academy in uh, 1991, was able to go to SEAL training in 91 and then finish SEAL training in 1992. And uh, I served, uh, I was only in for eight years. Um, you know, a lot of people, depending on if you're military, you know, you can, gre- you can retire in 20 years. But you know, some people say is eight years a long time. But really, it, it wasn't a long time in, in my book. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It's tough. You know, I had a few injuries that probably more than probably that and family and children being born was probably the biggest reason why I got out in eight years. Yeah. Right on. Um, uh, when did you get your uh, certified uh, strength and conditioning uh, certification? Um, that's good. I, mean, I think it was like 2003. Okay. So it was a couple of years after I got out in 99 that uh, you know, I'd done a couple other certifications and I just, you know, after, um, you know, doing some research and meeting some guys that uh, had been in the business, seemed like, you know, a lot of those folks had their CSCS and I was, you know, thought of, you know, given that as a, uh, a source of uh, education and certification, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I'm very grateful I did that because uh, I've met some of the smartest people and got to attend some really great, you know, lectures and conferences. And uh, that's really kind of what that those things do for you, you know, not only give you some initials to put after your name, but they also um, allow you to have access to some really smart people with the National Strength and Conditioning Association. And now you're probably familiar with the tactical strength and conditioning conferences that they also hold, which are phenomenal. Yes. Um, uh, A little funny story about that. Um, 
before I joined the military, I became a personal trainer through uh, NSCA, which uh, is the same. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, they were just studying that out. So, uh, and uh, I can't believe uh, how much better it's gotten in, uh, say, 15 years. It's crazy. Oh, it's been, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've evolved quite nicely. And I think the whole term tactical fitness probably came from that. That's probably the first time I heard it um, was around probably 2005, 2006, when they used, you know, they first you know, said that term tactical yeah. fitness. Cause before then I was writing military law enforcement and firefighter fitness programs. And now it's a lot easier to say tactical fitness. <laughs> For sure. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, are there uh, any tools that you care to uh, discuss during your uh, SEAL days that fitness has uh, played a huge role in? Um, you know, I, <laughs> We here's something unique about the SEAL job that I really loved is, you know, you wouldn't even start your day of work, even if you had a ton of paperwork and projects due, getting ready for trips or whatever, you wouldn't start your day until after a good hour and a half, two hour workout first thing in the morning. So, you know, fitness was you know, very important part of the lifestyle of all the SEALs at, at the SEAL teams. And for good reason, you know, yeah. because they do some things that are pretty challenging, you know, especially underwater, you know, requires a great deal of um, uh, endurance and just durability, you know, under the water. But then, you know, carrying weight on your backpacks and rucking forever and you know, it's, it's required, you know, so specifically, I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, things that specifically come to mind where, you know, fitness was one of those things that, um, uh, made a difference, but I know it did, you know, I, I, I know there are several, you know, times when I was glad I was able to run at a certain speed. I was glad that I was able to swim certain, you know, <laughs> you know, fast and, you know, able to, to, to just move my body in a way that, uh, I know if I hadn't been training, I wouldn't be able to do. Sure. Sure. Uh, you mentioned in the written interview, uh, that you had, uh, family members that have had a uh, cancer and is, uh, did that help shape, uh, where you are today? Um, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, it's almost to the point, you know, it's not, you know, you know, if you get cancer, it's when you get cancer, Yeah. you know, and, um, you know, unfortunately there was a time in, in our family where just about everybody, you know, had it, you know, we had I my mother cancer, my sister with cancer, my brother-in-law with cancer, my father-in-law with cancer, all in about the same three or four year time block. And, uh, and it, it, um, you know, it, it makes you appreciate the day and it makes you appreciate every day that you have extra, you know, that's for sure because we lost three out of the four family members to cancer. Um, you know, and it, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. Uh, 
how I opened up my uh, personal training studio. I would I I got bitten by the fitness bug way uh, after this, but my aunt she was morbidly obese and uh, she had cancer all over her body, but uh, and she passed away and uh, her inheritance that kind of helped me um, uh, open up my personal training studio, and I kind of did it in her memory. But oh, that's nice. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. My whole family has either cancer or um, uh, Alzheimer's. So oh. yeah, yeah. Um, so how important is mindset during basic training or hell week? Because um, I did basic training, and I know you have uh, in hell week. But uh, uh, how uh, should you get your mind? right to do huh. that well you know i will say this that um i've always found that if you can be in a mindset of competing that you will never think about quitting yeah and and what that means to me is um you know when you when you have a run to do when you have a swim to do and you think about uh, going as fast as you can to be in the top five or six, you know, of the class. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, that same run. And if you're thinking about, man, I just hope I get an hour. So I pass the, the run or I pass the swim, you know, there's two different mindsets right there. One is a mindset of, I'm just trying to survive and get by with the minimum standard. Or the other one is I'm trying to win this thing. And I will tell you this, you never think about quitting when you think about winning. That's that's really, really good. Uh, <laughs> a good way to look at it because myself, I had to do uh, basic training twice because yeah. I uh, went in with the wrong mindset. Like uh, I knew I was going to get through it and uh, they weren't going to do anything that will make me quit. But my mindset was, this is a game. Like they can't, they can't really do anything. And yeah. uh, they, uh, <laughs> I had a target on my back since uh, day one I started. And uh, so I had to uh, retake the whole course. And my mindset was totally different, like uh, what you said. And I had no problems at all. Yeah, nice, nice work. Uh, uh, so why do you think past Navy SEALs are so successful in what they do? Like uh, yourself, uh, Randy Hetrick of uh, TLX fame, and uh, Jesse Ventura, to name a few. I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I will say this, you know, by the time you're done with, uh, you know, the training, um, you know, one, one, you're a pretty motivated person to want to go do that um, type of training too. And when you finish it, you tend to have a level of confidence in your abilities that will carry on with you for the rest of your life. You know, so if there's something I need to get done and I need to have it done by seven o'clock tomorrow morning, you know, staying up all night to do it is not something I, would choose to do, but if I had to do it, I could. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, if, if we, if there's something that needs to get done, then we just go do it, 
You know, you don't argue about it. You don't, you know, whine about it. You just yeah. go get it done. So I think, I think that mindset, you know, is, is kind of instilled in all of us. And, uh, you know, you, you come up with an idea and, you know, you don't sit on it for, for months and years at a time and just say, I hope I can do this. I wish I could do that. You know, you just go do it. So, yeah. and I, like I said, I think it's a level of confidence that comes in with completion of that program. And, uh, you know, one, it's also the type of people that even try that program are, are pretty confident people in general. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, what do you uh, think of the TLX? Because I've seen a video of, of you uh, on the TLX. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. I love it, I, I love it too. Uh, a little uh, short story. Uh, I had a bulge disc uh, in the military and I basically rehabbed it on my own using the TLX and uh, just stretching. But after that, I fell in love with it. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I think my back is stronger now, you know, in my, uh, in my, um, late forties than it was in my twenties. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's just a whole different style of strength. You know, yeah. my whole, when, when we talk about, you know, yeah, my lumbar was strong because I could deadlift and, you know, I, you know, now it just seems like my whole core is strong. I mean, yeah. all the muscles like in between my ribs and, you know, all the muscles that line the spine, you know, all of those get engaged deeply with that TRX and you can really feel it. You can feel, oh, yeah. you can feel everything, you know, from, from your hips all the way up to your shoulders when you're doing something, you know, that's core related. And I, I, it's an invaluable tool for me and I try to use it every day. Yeah, it's uh, really amazing, and I always uh, use it with my clients too. But the stuff I'm doing now with uh, uh, deadlifts and uh, uh, Turkish get-ups, it's yeah, I, I would not be able to do that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, why do you think fitness is so important to the first responder? Well, once again, um, I am a firm believer in that. You know, tactical fitness, we can call it. Um, you know, for the military, law enforcement, firefighter profession, there really is, you know, for the regular athlete, obviously fitness is required for sports, right? But the difference is for the sport, you know, the regular athlete, they're just trying to win a game. You know, the difference between poor performance there is winning and losing. The difference between poor performance in the tactical world is living and dying. So your fitness level can one day be the difference between you living or dying, someone you're trying to save living or dying, or, you know, just your partner needing help, you know, you being able to help them or not, you know. So once again, your fitness level can be the determining factor in how successful, you know, those life or death situations are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we know Navy SEALs and, uh, people in the army, they need to be in shape in order to do their job. But, uh, what would you say to the military member and the support trades, like say, uh, the desk clerk or, or firefighter, uh, that wants to lose some weight, uh, but they don't know where to start and they don't have the motivation. Well, I always tell them if they don't have the motivation, then 
hopefully my reverse psychology will work. And my reverse reverse psychology basically is, um, you know, one day, you know, your fitness can be the determining factor of you living or dying. Yeah. Right. If that doesn't motivate you to go out and train, then perhaps you need to consider a new profession. Yeah. Right. And and hopefully that works. Um, because there's another thing too, you know, and it's not my job to motivate anybody to serve their country or community. You know, you really should feel like it's a calling, you know, if you're getting into these professions, you know, it's a, it's a profession and it's a, a task that you're asked to do every day. That's bigger than yourself. And, you know, if you don't have the motivation to train to do that, then, you know, you might want to reconsider or, Actually, treat yourself like a beginner because probably what has happened in the past is you probably started off too hard, too fast, too much, and you got hurt. You know, so you know if you if you've kind of let things go for a while, um, I tell people all the time whether they're recovering from injury or they're just they just haven't done anything in several months or maybe even several years. You know that they need to just treat themselves like a beginner and don't start off like you used to when you were 18 years old. You know, the last time you worked out might have been when you were in college. You know, don't do that old workout that you did 15 years ago. You know, treat yourself like a beginner. And that means, you know, mobility work, stretching, you know, non-impact cardio activity for a while. Don't even start running yet, you know, especially if you're 50 pounds overweight. Just, you know, non-impact, you know, give your joints a break. And, you know, slowly get into it. Next thing you know, you're going to be losing weight. Then you're going to be, you know, watching what you eat and eating healthier. You have better health numbers. And it's a little evolution, you know, and give yourself some time. You know, don't don't look at your, you know, scale and, and your mirror in a week and say, I can't see any difference. I've been working out for a week. You know, give it a year. You give it a year, it's you're a different person in a year, you know, with a whole different set of mindsets for the future in one year. You know, I hear people all the time when they talk about working out is, you know, give me, give me a month and I'll change the way you feel, you know, give me a year and I'll change your life. And it really is true. You know, you know, give yourself some time and and you can really change a lot and, and how you, uh, how you feel, how you maneuver, you know, and, Next thing you know, you could be somebody who maybe were, was 50 pounds overweight that has that passion and wants to serve their country or their community in one of these, you know, tactical fitness professions or tactical professions, military, law enforcement, firefighter. And now you can do it because you're able to meet those high weight standards. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. Um, in the last five years, what new belief, uh, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Ah, this is easy. <laughs> Adding mobility work to a day of my workout every week. Nice. Obviously, I stretch and I do some mobility every day, but I will actually take my Wednesday workout and Traditionally, it might have been a full body day, might have been an upper body day, might have been a leg day, might have been a run day, whatever it used to be. It no longer exists. It is now a mobility day. So I will hop on a bike, 
an elliptical machine, a rowing machine. I'll swim, you know, some non-impact form of cardio for five minutes. And then I get out, hop off, and I do foam rolling and stretching for five minutes. And I repeat that five times. So it's a 50-minute workout of just non-impact cardio, nothing hardcore, no hardcore intervals, just nice and steady pace. You break a sweat when you do it, and then you get out and you foam roll and stretch for five minutes, five times. It takes up 50 minutes, and it works wonderfully. You will love it. Nice. I'll, especially, uh, especially as I'm, I'm about to turn 50. So it's, um, it's one of those things that I will take with me. You know, I'll probably add another one when I turn 60. Nice. <laughs> you know, another day of week that I'll do two mobility days. You know, well, so. Well, uh, it's funny because uh, right before this call, I was watching uh, an American Ninja clip. It was an 81-year-old doing uh, the American Ninja obstacle course or what, whatnot. And I'm like, can you imagine all the mobility days he must do? <laughs> wow, that, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, so um, do you have a morning ritual? Well, my ritual in the morning is I, I wake up first thing, grab a quick little uh, bite to eat, and it's small. It's like a piece of fruit or some juice. And, uh, and then I head over to the gym. That's my ritual. And I stay in there for a good hour, hour and a half, two hours doing, uh, usually I lift, I swim, uh, or lift and run, maybe do some calisthenics in there. And then I go swimming for about 30, 40 minutes. And, uh, I do that five days a week on Saturday. I sleep in a little bit and start that whole thing at eight o'clock instead of six o'clock in the morning. And uh, on Sunday, I do nothing, and I uh, I sleep in and relax and eat breakfast at like nine o'clock and nice. just kind of chill out. So yeah, so my my week is kind of split up like that: five days of of pretty early days, moderately early on Saturday, and then uh, you know rest day on Sunday. Nice. What uh, what time do you wake up in the mornings? Uh, about five fifteen. Right on. Right yeah, on. nothing too crazy. No, I had to uh, wake up at 4.30 in the morning at one point to uh, train somebody at 5 o'clock. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that a few times as well. But uh, yeah, my I think it's a natural time for me. I just, you know, 5.15, even whenever I don't have anything to do on Saturday, I'll still wake up at that time and try to force myself to get another hour of sleep. And that, sometimes that's hard to do. <laughs> I have a question for you. Um, uh for myself, but I know those people listening in that uh, have the same problem. Uh, what can you do if you have uh, three kids under six, but they don't sleep during the night? How do you really get your sleep? <laughs> yeah, man, that's really tough. I've I've had a couple. My my kids are older now, but yeah, um, uh, yeah you know what? Those that, those were tough times. I just remember, um, I remember taking a lot of naps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like especially if you were to you know put your kid to sleep, you know, in the afternoon, and uh, you know, you actually fell asleep at the same time with her. Yeah. You know, that's you know sometimes sometimes you take a little cat nap when you can. Um, otherwise, it, it's it's really hard. And you know what? I, I will say this. I, I will say that whenever I was probably at my most stressed 
you know, I probably also was not getting the most sleep that I should have. So I think those two are definitely go hand in hand. So if you are, you know, not getting a lot of sleep, just know that you are probably adding to your stressors in your life. Um, and maybe you don't need to work out super, super hard. You know, maybe you need to take just some nice, easy mobility days and stretch and just loosen things up, you know, to help counteract some of those, uh, you know, non-sleep stressors, you know, that you're, you're producing, you know, in your life at that, that time. And you'll probably feel a lot better for it as opposed to just going to do a hardcore workout and beating yourself up even more, getting more stressed out physically on top of, you know, mentally and physically and emotionally. Um, so yeah, um, try, try to relax a little more whenever you're, you're finding yourself not sleeping much. Yeah. Those uh, book I read, um, maybe you've read it too. It's called Strong Medicine. It kind of opened my eyes as uh, supposed to like, if you're not sleeping well or if you're stressed, if a uh, hardcore uh, workout session like uh, CrossFit or something like that, how that could yeah. actually make you worse, more Absolutely. worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I like those mobility days because, you know, one, I look forward to them, but two, they really do offer a, uh, a therapeutic effect and uh, they're, they're really a de-stressor. You know, anytime that you can you know, leave a gym and not feel pain and uh, actually feel refreshed, that, that's a good thing. For sure. Yeah. If uh, you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Ooh, man, that <laughs> is a tough one. I wanted I you. I, I wanted to uh, think of questions that you've never had before. <laughs> uh, I've never had that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would think if I if I had a billboard, I'd want to advertise my business for sure. Um, you know, so so something something motivational, I think you know, for, uh, people to, you know, who want to serve and want to do the tactical jobs. Maybe, uh, you know, my saying is, uh, you know, train to compete, not just survive. So I probably would use that and people would say, what's that mean? And then, you know, obviously see stewsmithfitness.com and go see that. Uh, but you know, off the top of my head, that's probably what I would do. Um, uh, but then again, part of me would like to just say, put a big smiley face on there and say, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> be happy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Uh, breathe. Um, I take my dog for a walk and uh, focus on my breathing. Just big inhales, big exhales, go get some fresh air, you know, definitely get out of the house or my office and, um, that's usually the first thing I would do. And if that doesn't work, I'll uh, grab my stuff, go to the gym, and uh, go swim for 20 or 30 minutes just to kind of loosen things up. I always find that, you know, some form of physical activity helps me re-engage and uh, get back into thinking better. Nice. So nice. Uh, that's me. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, beagles. Oh, awesome! Yeah. We got we got uh two mutts, uh, German Shepherd, Hound mix, so pretty yeah. big dogs. Yeah, yeah, fun. 
Yeah. So uh, uh, the last question here, what advice would you give to a smoke-driven kid that wants to become a first responder no matter if it is in the military, fire, police, or paramedic? You know what? I, I say it all the time to people is, you know, don't sign any paperwork to go enlist or go join an academy until you are ready. You know, train now so you are well prepared for what you're about to go through. One, you're probably going to have to take a fitness test. So practice that fitness test as if it was a workout and master it, especially if it's going to be a competitive process for you to get selected into these programs. You're going to have to stand out somewhere and standing out physically is really easy. Plus, once you're physically capable, you know, getting through the boot camps or the selections or the police academy or fire academies are a lot easier. You know, you don't get those injuries that people who are deconditioned will get. Um, and, you know, that is it's all about preparation, really. Just be prepared before you, you jump into something. I know you want to go serve and I know you want to go do something, but have some patience and get in good shape before you go do it. Nice. Nice. And uh, can you discuss a little bit about your Heroes of uh, Tomorrow? That sounds really cool. Yeah, sure. Um, I run a program here, and, and that's why I get up at 6 a.m. or start working out at 6 a.m. Um, is because I usually have 15, 20, sometimes more people meeting me at this local community center where I train to, uh, and they all want to serve in some way. So created this program about 15 years ago. We call it the heroes of tomorrow and we train kids for free who want to serve in the military law enforcement or firefighters, or even if they're just considering it, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you're considering it, come join us, you know, we will, may motivate you even more to do it, or you may change your mind and say, you know what, it might not be for me. You know, either way, it's, you know, we're doing a service and um, uh, I, I get to see some great young people who, you know, who get it, you know, who understand what service is. And, um, and as you know, you know, for the last 15 years, we've been at war pretty much. And yeah. uh, these guys are some of the bravest people I've ever seen that are going into these programs that, you know, they're going to go straight to war whenever they get there. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, they give me hope for the future. I will say that. That's that's really good to uh, hear. And uh, that's uh, funny that I read about the heroes of tomorrow because before I found uh, that out, my wife gave me that idea that I should uh, train uh, kids that want to be first responders and I had no idea that you did it and I was mm-hmm. like oh cool <laughs> yeah yeah we've been doing it for a while so we, we love it awesome so uh, this is the last part of the podcast uh, it's called no bull so it's uh, rapid fire questions uh, so one or two word responses are you ready okay yeah let's do it awesome best purchase under $100 uh, foam roller nice <laughs> Favorite exercise? Uh, pull up. Pull ups, great. Uh, what's your favorite uh, mo- modality like uh, TRX, kettlebells? Um, hmm. Probably go with uh, bench press. Nice. Uh, what are your top three favorite books? Um, I like. 
uh, Dick Couch's Chosen Soldier. Um, I have a, uh, let me see, I have a book on, it's like survival tips I really love. It's called Your Survival. Okay. Um, and then, uh, oh, actually, it's a Navy SEAL survival handbook is 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 a great one. It's just has some really cool um, tips in it for all over the world. And then there's one last one that uh, I really like, and you can read this one anywhere. And it's uh, 501 Must Know Speeches. Hmm, that so, sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, it's kind of a thick book, but it has you know five hundred speeches from you know people from you know all over the world, all over history, um, and uh, they're just it's just neat to read. So wow, wow, yeah. that's cool. And they do have that uh, Navy uh, survival book. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, Don Mann wrote that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beatles or Elvis. Elvis. Nice. Favorite song by anyone? Uh, Back in Black, ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, any quotes you live by? Um, let me think. Man, I, I use quotes all the time with my, with my programs. Um, any one I particularly live by? That's a good question. I can't think of one I particularly live by other than uh other than um maybe some Vince Lombardi ones. You know, uh, Vince Lombardi, I guess one of my favorite ones he does is uh you know, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. Nice. I like that one. So uh, I've never been, you know, one that was I, I wouldn't say naturally gifted with anything, you know, so, you know, would work hard in the weight room to get bigger, you know, work hard and studying to make good grades, you know, so you know, never, never shied away from working hard. So. Yeah. No, right on. <laughs> uh, do you have any parting advice in how can people get a hold of you? Um, parting advice. Um, you know, just get out there and do it. You know, if you're if you're thinking about serving, you know, uh, prepare yourself properly, and you know, get out there and do it. If you are on the fence about how you want to start exercising and what you need to do to get healthy, you know, just start off with walking. You know, and drink an extra water. You know, and then things tend to evolve naturally. You know, if you do this for you know, a little bit of time and consistency, you'll find that uh, it's easier to evolve into greater and more difficult challenges. So, you know, start off easy, treat yourself like a beginner and uh, just learn to build some good habits of daily persistent movement. And, um, you know, you're going to see results. For sure. But, uh, and you can reach me. My name is Stu Smith. Uh, I have a website, Stu Smith Fitness. I uh, also uh, do some podcasts. Uh, you can find them on YouTube. It's called the Tactical Fitness Report. Um, we also put them on iTunes and uh, Google Play. Um, but yeah, those are my websites. Uh, Instagram, Stu Smith 50. Um, yeah, I'm all over. If you do a Google search, you'll find me. Awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I really like uh, how you said it's all about habits because it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm uh, doing a Ops Fitness Challenge. I created it, hashtag Ops Fitness, and I'm trying to get everyone to do uh, 100 push-ups and 100 squats a day. Oh, nice. Because after that, uh, you'll be in way better shape than you are, right? And you can take on more things. Yes, absolutely. So uh, once again, Stu, I would really like to thank you on on Ops Fitness Podcast. Thanks a lot. It's been a blast. Hey, thanks, Scott, for having me on. No problem. And I'll see everyone in a few weeks. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.